This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. And you're listening to That's the Ticket. Now, uh, this episode's pretty special, and I know that I say that, say that about most episodes, <laughs> as they generally always are, because if it's not a milestone app, it's a milestone guest. However, this show marks the 95th episode of That's the Ticket. My radio platinum jubilee, if you will. (laughs) And uh, yes, I just made a topical Queen's birthday weekend joke. Uh, That one was for you, Mum. Kill the Mum. Anyway, for episode 95, I've got a cracking lineup, a triple threat, if you will. I'm very pleased to welcome the local theatre queen, Gay Paul, to the show. She's waving, which I love because it's radio. Um, Along with Carving a Nice Theatre Royalty, Fiona Sneed, and a newish member to the royal family. Uh, David McKee, uh, kia ora e How are we going, guys? <laughs> kia ora, wow, Hannah. I did enjoy that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome back. Uh, honestly, I, I just um, have the show not to talk about the cool uh, creative happenings in Kirikiriroa, but just to like do my opening bit. That's all. <laughs> that's all I'm here for. But. Um, Pretty stoked to have you guys on the show. Pretty stoked to have all three of you. It's not every day or every episode that I have three guests. But, you know, I'm glad it's you guys. And I feel like you're each going to offer some unique uh, perspectives. So we might as well crack into it. Um, You're all kind of linked because you're involved in Carving Nice Theatre's upcoming production of An Oak Tree. And part of the reason why I think you guys are going to have unique perspectives is none of you are actually in the show. Mm-hmm. And I right off the bat, actually, first I want to say, if you are in an oak tree and your name is not Richard Homan, please turn off your radio. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well said. Well That's said. Right. I sent an email uh, to the actors uh, this morning or last night saying, please avoid listening. And Nick Clothier, is one of the six actors, said, I'll get my team to tie me to the mast and I will fill my ears with soot. (laughs) Okay, that's dedication. (laughs) But, um, Gay, I'm probably going to direct this question to you because you're potentially one of the best people to answer it. But why are we directing majority of your cast to not listen to the show about a show that they're in? This is the key, isn't it, to this one? Uh, so there are six performances and each night uh, Richard Homan is the constant and then every performance during the season one different actor will join him as the second actor aka the father and in spoilers no it's fine it's fine (laughs) the actors aren't listening (laughs) but uh, so, but yeah, so in for months and months and months, uh, we have rehearsed in a number of different locations in my garage and domestic homes, <laughs> um, upstairs at the Meteor sometimes, and never with those six actors. So I've had uh, a, quite a range of rehearsal actors, and actually two of them are right here with us today, mm. Fiona and David, but other ones have included two other Davids, David, David Symes and David... Lumsden, um, who else has there been? Stephanie Christian, and then for the last round, for the last th- sort of three rehearsals, we'll have three new people. Mm. So, um, so that's meaning we there is a role for the director, as much as it might sound as though there's not, uh, but there is. Uh, but it's more preparing what might happen and the variations mm. that might occur. A little bit of that. Um, but actually, Fiona and David, their experiences, they haven't worked on the same day ever, but they've also had slightly different experiences with 
I'm, I'm loving this, listening, listening to how gay is managing to do what I'm not sure how I can do at all. I mean, I've been working on this play with Richard and Gay for quite a long time now, and I'm going to have to sit here talking about a play which I can't say anything about. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I do, I'm glad in a, in a way that you've had such a bevy of kind of uh, rehearsal actors, Gay, because mm-hmm. it means you've been able to share the secret, and kind yes. of what I'm looking yes, forward yes. to to talking about with you, Fiona and David, is what it's been like. Because Fiona, you've done quite a few I have. rehearsals. And, and David, you're relatively new. You, you've only done a few. Just like a virgin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I feel like you guys will both have kind of differing kind of perspectives on this. Well, well. Can I kick off? Mm-hmm. I, I, She's ready to kick off. I'm just about to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I've been loving it, of course. I mean, for all sorts of reasons. Partly, of course, because it's Richard. And if, if gay's queen, Richard is, I don't know what, you know. <laughs> and they work so well together. They've done so many shows together and they're all wildly successful. But Richard really is quite an extraordinary talent. And, and gay brings out the best, you know. He's done, well, you'll note, there's, there, there, if you go on the website, there are so many plays that Richard has done with, with gay and they're all wonderful so to be to be the rehearsal actor with Richard is an absolute joy and partly because you know there's mention in in some of the websites about how an actor's nightmare is Mm. is 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 to 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 be on stage and suddenly realize that you don't know the play or you haven't discovered this is mine you know royal albert hall and you just discover the an act that you've never seen and the audience is all sitting waiting you know and this is completely the opposite because you're doing all these wonderful rehearsals having all the fun of all the rehearsals with these two you know and and then you don't then you can sit back and watch performances it's massive see that's a great way to look at it actually because it's just occurred to me that neither you nor david will get to perform on stage for this. You that's guys, really you guys right. Just, that's just the whole point. Not, yeah. not a single one of the rehearsal actors. Um, and there are, I think there are advantages both, both, both sides. You get more of the process. But then I had a catch-up with um, Mary Rinaldi the other day and she said, you know, because Mary's got works full-time, two small children, she said, this is the perfect theatre <laughs> gig for me. Yeah. I only have to turn up once. <laughs> See, I, I don't perform, but, like, even this, I'm like, oh, would I say yes to something like this? <laughs> probably, the answer's still probably no, because my, my heart lies in, in producing and marketing and all the fun admin-related things like that. Yeah. But I think you're absolutely right. For a lot of actors, this is both the nightmare and the dream. Yeah. 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 And now, David, I'm going to ask you a question. Please. He looks afraid. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so how many, how many rehearsals have you done of an oak tree? I've done two. Two. Okay. And what was it like, without spoilers, I know this is very hard. We can do a few because the actors aren't listening. Mm-hmm. Like anything that is kind of would be in the blurb or in a yarn, like mm-hmm. if I was gay, Paul, and I was talking to someone about the play, that's acceptable, I would say. But like, how was it go- coming into that situation, a rehearsal for something you know nothing about? Astonishingly shocking, in a way, <laughs> because I suspected it might be a bit cerebral. Mm. And it's not. I mean, for uh, things to happen, your emotions must be grabbed. And I think the audience are in for a treat because really very quickly in the play, you realise this is a very sophisticated theatre exercise, but wow, does it have an emotional Mm. wham. Mm. It really does. And uh, for me, it was quite wonderful because my last part was in a school play many decades ago. And I said, the Queen, my Lord, is dead. And suddenly (laughs) I've got this marvellous actor, you know, who's taking care of me and telling me what to do. And I suddenly have to face large emotional issues. Okay. No, within it. So it was just a, a once in a lifetime gift. That I couldn't have put that better myself. And actually, it is once in a lifetime because mm. you're never going to be able to do this on stage mm-hmm. either. Sorry, mm. twice in a lifetime. Twice. I was lucky <laughs> right. to get two rehearsals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Once in every lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How many, um, how many times have you done it, Fiona? Five or six, okay. seven, something like that. Mm-hmm. Quite a few, quite All a right. few. Mm-hmm. It's actually been really quite, hmm, 
quite quite fun trying to slightly, just slightly subtly reinvent my bits of myself so that Richard gets a sense of mm. possibly somebody slightly different doing it. But obviously, I can't go into caricature, so you know, no. it's just me. But um, but you know, it's. And, and watching Richard develop the part too has been just amazing. Because just Fiona amazing. started sort of early on when, you know, it wasn't familiar to Richard and we were still really feeling our way. Um, and he was just reading from his script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. And oh, I think to say also I think about these six people and this is what Tim Crouch, who's a playwright, mm. w- what what he's done he has done the performance um i i emailed him the other day and said can you have you kept track now have you can you give me an update because i knew it was more than 300 turns out at the moment he's done it 342 times wow okay with actors around the world so you know really around the world and um so they're at least apart from what's happening here and a few other productions where he's mm. licensed he and his license agent have licensed the play to another hypnotist and production company um there are at least 342 actors around the world that have done it only once oh that's amazing it is i love that Uh, that that really appeals to me because and that like the range of actors is just astonishing people like patrick marber mark ravenhill sophie okonedo Mm. um maura tierney um i feel like i read that you had alanis Alanis morissette yes 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 that's baller yeah (laughs) yeah. francis mcdermott yeah francis um mcdormand yeah um (laughs) joan allen i mean just really um Samuel Barnett, uh, uh, many, many, and another thing to say about that is of very different ages. Mm. So this character, this this person, the second actor, can be of any age. And in our version of it, um, we've got three men and three women, and we've got the age range pretty covered as well, haven't we? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, now's probably a good time for you to rattle off your second actors. Mm-hmm. If you fancy it, if anyone's up for it, oh. I know one of them very well. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be uh, the sister. Uh, uh, so Missy Missy Mooney is uh, Tuesday night, the fourteenth, which is actually today week. Can you believe it? I, I can. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Clothier is on the Wednesday night. Um, Mary Rinaldi is Thursday. Mandy Faulkner is Friday. Evening. These are all evenings so far. Yeah, seven thirty pm. Yep, and then we go um, John Davies four thirty on Saturday mm-hmm. and Liam Hinton seven thirty on Saturday night. Yep. And the thing is, having been involved in this yeah. pretty much from the start, I just want to see them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Every night I want to go to the theatre and see what everybody else does with it because it's going to be completely different yeah, every night. Definitely. Well, that seems to be the, the talk of the town, or at least within my family, which is basically <laughs> half the town. <laughs> Let's be real. Um, no, but the, everyone's saying, like, oh... I wonder if I could go every night. I can make this one and this one, but yeah. yeah. There but are deals. There are I deals. know. That, that's, what, that's what I'm working to. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, you know, you, you, you great value for money right now, Fiona. But um, no, that you guys do have a multi-like ticket deal, which I think is a bloody great initiative for something like this because as everyone keeps saying, I want to see what everyone does with this piece. And so I believe... If you go on the Meteor website and go to book tickets, there are, in, there are instructions on how you can book for multiple performances. And I believe, is it get $5 off each ticket? Yes, yeah. yes. So instructions tell you, and you do it in, this, in the same transaction. Yeah. Follow the careful instructions. It can be achieved. Um. <laughs> no, they're very clear instructions. Yes, I'm are. just not going to try and re That's right. recreate them on air in case I say something incorrectly and Wise. it goes to custard. Mm. But um, before I go to custard, I, I want to um, sneak in a song break. Uh, firstly, because it links to the show in a sense, and secondly, because it's Fleetwood Mac. And if you've listened to That's the Ticket, you know that I'm a big Fleetwood Mac fan, so any excuse... And especially because, um, I mean, I'll get to Rick's pick later on in the show. 
but um, I've played all of my Fleetwood Mac Rex picks, so this is a way I can sneak in a Fleetwood Mac song. <laughs> but no, the song is called Hypnotized, and it was uh, brought to the show by uh, you, Gay. Can I ask why you picked it? Um, because... I couldn't think, when you asked about music, I couldn't think of anything. I thought, oh, it's, it's got to be something about hypnosis. So I Googled songs about <laughs> hypnotism. <laughs> and then the first one that came up was Hypnotised by Fleetwood Mac. And before I even listened to it, I thought, well, that's end of story. That's the one. <laughs> okay. And when I told Richard, he went, I don't know that song. <laughs> I mean, I do know that song. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. But um, I'm, I'm happy to educate you all. So uh, here's Hypnotised by Fleetwood Mac.
love a bit of Fleur Mac on that's the ticket. Love it. Live for it. Um, that was Hypnotised by Fleetwood Mac, a uh, fitting track brought to the show by one of today's guests, uh, Queen of Hamilton Theatre, Gay Paul. Uh, she p- you picked the song Hypnotised because you googled hypno- hypnotist. Mm-hmm. Songs about... Hypnotist. Correct. Yeah, because it, it links into an oak tree. It does, yes, yes. Because the main character, well, the only constant character is... A hypnotist. I mean, this makes me want to ask a question that I don't know if I'm allowed to ask. I, mean, uh-huh. I, f- I feel like I can ask it. Yeah, yeah. Do- does anyone get hypnotised? <clears throat> if you can't answer no, it, it's fine. No, no, not in the sense that you. I have actually been hypnotised, so it's not. It's not in that sense. Okay. Where you are put under, but on the other hand, there is there is a, a, an element of it but important to say that he's not at his peak mm. of his powers anymore this hypnotist and that's about as much as you can say really mm. <laughs> imagine looking into richard's eyes you know that's a, that's it, that's that's a stunning it. moment actually th- that's that's a great way for me to give a little shout out to i will say your graphic design yes. which is a beautiful yes. thing to be discussing on radio yeah, 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 a yeah. highly Visual medium of communication, radio. Um, <laughs> but no, your graphic design's great, and it, it captured that. So we wanted to suggest that this, the the hypnotist element, without you know forcing it, and then Paul and Richard, who know each other, uh, they had a you know little little messagey chat and decided that if it, Paul could base it on an image of Richard's face. Mm. With his, you know, slick backed hair, uh, yeah. selfie type thing as the basis, and then Paul did his stuff, and, and yeah, so it's got that swirl. It's the background is in red, and then there's kind of a gold uh, printing, and there's a swirliness about it. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm just like, you, she actually did it. She actually <laughs> described a picture on radio. If anyone can do it, it's Gay Paul. Um, but no, like. Obviously, Gay's our director, if you're just joining us now. Fiona and David are here, both rehearsal actors. And I just I just want to check back in with my lovely rehearsal actors and m- more more about the rehearsal process. So are you guys both, both done or do you have more rehearsals coming up? No, I'm done. You're and, done? Uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing how it should be done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair, no, no, fair no, no, there's none of that, though, is there? No, I mean, that's the, that's the amazing thing about it. Whatever anybody does yeah. on stage is absolutely authentic and relevant. So Fantastic. You, you should have just had audiences at your rehearsals, Gay, because I'm, I'm just thinking neither of your, like, friends and family got to see you give this a crack. Yeah. It was a special yeah. performance. I got two so my wife could see it. Yeah. So oh, OK. Yeah. I had one quite appreciative audience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's she's got to be, you know. <laughs> yes. But, but that, t- that does touch on a kind of important um, part of the whole ethos of the show is... And it's one thing that the that that Richard says to the second actor when they arrive is nothing you do can be wrong. Mm. Nothing that can happen can is you know it, is a problem, and that's both scary and freeing. Yes, freeing. absolutely. Mm. And one thing that I feel is quite important, and I want to touch on, is it is not improvisation, is it? No. Well done. That's the whole point of it. <laughs> Every single word is scripted. So, so you yeah. have... The, the second actor has no freedom to do anything except do exactly what they're told to do. How, how does that I, work? I think I've said too much. Okay. No, 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 no. no. What, what would your take be, David? Well, it's, it's scripted, but the emotions, yes. which are very strong, mm. and second time through, you know, there was sometimes I was hitting an authentic anger, an authentic fear, mm. you know, related to the, the script. And the, you just don't know. You, you're told what to do, but how you do it and who you are when you do it mm-hmm. is what's really exciting mm-hmm. about so the play. would you say that your first time doing it, rehearsing, was different to your second time? Yes. Even, even though the second time you knew what you were in for? Yes. Wow. Okay. 
Gosh. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. It's an extraordinary piece of work. You'll have to see it. Oh, I think I'm going to have to. <laughs> it's just a question of how many times, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just to, just to kind of, I think, um, so it definitely is all scripted. Every word is scripted. But picking up on the emotional content, it's there's freedom and openness and space for the second actor in terms of the tone, the feeling, the texture, the movement even to mm. some degree. But it's a it's what you might call a kind of guided performance. Yeah. Mm. Would you say? That's a good way to put it. Mm. Yes. And yeah. so just to clarify, an oak tree by Tim Crouch, presented by Carving Nice Theatre, is running at the Meteor Theatre, uh, 14th to 18th of June at 7.30 p.m. with a 4 p.m. matinee on the 18th of June. 4 p.m. 4.30. My apologies. And uh, tickets are $25 general admission and $20 concession. But as we've already discussed, there is a multi-buy ticket deal. So if you want value for money and uh, performance, get amongst that and see it as many times as you can, I reckon. I hope that you guys have people just coming to every single one. Your sister is pretty much... Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> not surprised. Kia ora, Missy. <laughs> no, but I mean someone else, like, yes, you know, yes, general yes. public, yeah. like me. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I know a few people that are at least coming to two. They've already, you know, decided that they're coming to two, definitely. Yeah. Because it's such a strong collection of, of, of actors who, mm. who are playing second actor. Mm. I mean, they're all reasonably well-known. And um, all all worked with Gay before. A lot of them have worked with Richard before. But being being thrust into into this situation, um, it's just going to be so interesting to see how they handle Mm. it. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. The the invitation was that was something when you talked about your fear and would I say yes? Yeah, yeah, you were saying that before. That was something we had to Matt, Richard, and I sort of you know talked about. Um, likely people and it w- it, we knew uh, it would have to be someone that could uh, manage the fear and the anticipation but actually bring their um, actor intelligence mm. and their professionalism and, um, and presence yeah, to, into the theatre for that mm. unique opportunity and we talked about it um, quite a lot we, we decided that it was like a gift Mm. Uh, that's a that's a lovely way to put it, and I I do actually even though they they cannot listen right mm. now, but I want to mm. take a moment to commend each of your second actors mm. for stepping up to this, and also uh, draw attention to you guys have been well the carving nice Facebook page at least so you guys <laughs> have been running a um lovely kind of social media series I guess where you actually have like a short kind of bio on each of your second actors and their thoughts on how they feel about being in a show that they've never read and know nothing about. And I think that's such a great idea because Mm. it's a way that we as potential audience members can connect with these actors in a non-spoilery way, if that makes sense. Yes, yes. They they just had to report on what does it feel like doing this. And actually one response which we haven't you haven't seen yet on those on those posts, but one which I really like a lot is um, Liam Hinton said it feels like the terror of being a skydiver. Mm. Nice one, Liam. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love yeah. it. An exclusive on That's the Ticket. We got it before the general public. Um, I'll take this moment also to say that if you haven't liked the Carving a Nice Facebook page, now's an excellent time. It's a great time. And um, then you can find links to an oak tree and buy your tickets and buy a ticket for your mum and your gran and your brother and just your entire family. And it'll be wonderful. And there are some cool photos too. Seriously yes. cool. Yes. Mm. It's, it it's really lovely that you've got people who kind of have a past with carving and ice because you can see them through the years and the shows, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, we're uh, reaching that halfway point of that to the ticket, which means I have to uh, break for a very important segment, uh, Rick's pick. You guys may be familiar with Mm -hmm. this. David, this will be new to you, so buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, for those of you, you who don't know about Rex Pick, uh, the summarised version is, I have an Uncle Rick, he's a great listener of music and radio. When he found out that I was starting That's the Ticket here on Free FM, he's like, cool, I'm going to give you a list, and every week uh, we can play Rick's Pick. And every week I have, and um, the list is cracking along. It's uh, four pages a four pages, double sided. <laughs> so it's it's been keeping me going, and I've tried to go on theme with Rick's pick, which, uh, funnily enough, he he always manages. There's always a track on there that fits, and I'm just like, you're you're the man, Uncle Rick. But uh, it's a song called "If You Could Read My Mind" <laughs> by Gordon Lightfoot. Because you know, I feel like it it hits. You know, we've got hypnosis, we've got you know. <laughs> Actors who are following the guidance of another actor, so it's it's fitting. Um, so <laughs> we will break for that, and we'll be back. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts could tell. Just like an old time movie. About a ghost from a wishing well In a castle dark Or a fortress strong With chains upon my feet You know that ghost is me And I will never be set free As long as I'm a ghost You can't see I could read your mind, love What a tale your thoughts could tell Just like a paperback novel The kind the drugstore sells When you reach the part Where the heartaches come The hero would be me The heroes often fail And you won't up again because the ending's just too hard to take I'd walk away like a movie star who gets burned in a three-way strip into number two A movie queen to play the scene Of bringing all the good things out in me But for now, love, let's be real I never thought I could act this way And I've got to say that I just don't get it I don't know where we went wrong But the feeling's gone And I just can't get it back If you could read my mind, love What a tale my thoughts could tell Just like an old-time movie About a ghost from a wishing well in a castle dark Or a fortress strong With chains upon my feet The story always ends If you read between the lines You'll know that I'm just trying to understand The feelings that you lack I never thought I could feel this way was this week's Rick's pick. Um, absolutely a track called If You Could Read My Mind because we're talking about an oak tree. 
which is opening this time next week at the Meteor Theatre. And uh, interestingly enough, is a show that where majority of the cast uh, know nothing about the show they're in, have never read the script, and are guided by the wonderful Richard Homan, who is playing the role of the hypnotist. Um, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground here today, guys. Solid effort. Also want to acknowledge solid effort um, yarning about a show that we can't actually talk about. Uh, you know, written down, I wouldn't say that that makes good radio, but here we are. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm going to bring this up because we were off air, but nothing ever is off air. And um, David McKee. Uh, before that song, Gay was talking about how one of uh, the second actors in an oak tree, Liam Hinton, said being involved in the show is like skydiving you know you're jumping out of a jumping out of a plane don't know what's going to happen what did you just say in in regards to that he said it it was um you know kind of like skydiving yeah i think it's much more fearful in the sense that you're so vulnerable Mm. even without with the audience of an actor and a director it was really you had to be you felt you had to respond to the moment mm. in a way that actors know all the time. But, you know, it, it's true of life as well. It's a very, very important play for life. What would you do? It has you imagining some very extreme situations and how you would respond. And this was actually live response. And uh, for me, it was... Um, as I say, terrifying and exciting at the same time. And I feel like it's going to be terrifying and exciting at the same time for the audience because essentially we, or they, are discovering the show at the same time as the second actor, correct? Correct. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, if that doesn't sell it, I don't know what is. Because, you know, part of you wants to go in the voyeuristic sense of like, oh, I want to watch this person Mm. do something and be completely unprepared. But there's just that level of intrigue and, like, how is this going to go that, I don't know, it does it for me, at least. It's <laughs> such an extraordinary idea, the whole the whole setup, the whole... I mean, plays you go and you know what, you're, you know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. You might know the play, you know the actors, you might have read the play, whatever, you know. And, and this play, it's just an extraordinary idea in, in the brain of this of this playwright and and he's 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 put it into action and here we are doing it all around the world and freaking people out all over the place <laughs> and the dream. not freaking it's not freaking <laughs> <laughs> i mean in a way the f- the form of the play to me mirrors the experience a little bit of the disorientation of what it's like when you suffer an extreme shock or a loss and when that happens you you don't know where you are or what to say or what Mm. room you're in or how to behave you've sort of lost your script Mm. in a way now you might say oh that sounds like a very carving and ice kind of a i mean it does (laughs) (laughs) and i don't want to bring the mood down but there certainly is a an element of that don't you Mm. think it's a training for contemporary world. Yeah. Right now, we don't know how to feel, mm-hmm. mm. you know, because Ukraine's happening and uh, there's the horror of a lot of American shootings and things. And in this, as a second actor, I'm not sure how to feel because yeah. the ground shifts and when you think you know something, suddenly you don't. Mm. And I think it's, it's really cutting us off from our automatic responses. And I think the audience does, will go mm-hmm. on a very similar roller coaster to the second mm. actor. And yet, that's, and that's all true, but at the same time there's a kind of reassurance that's offered yes. all, all along, isn't there? All the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's difficult to talk about this puzzled. play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just like... <laughs> Thank, thanks for outing me, Gay. I was looking puzzled. No, I'm just, I'm just sitting here like, you make very good points. And I was going to say that now, as David has said, like with the, the state of the world, now is probably a great time to be doing something like this. 
Yes. Because it's, yes. it's that feeling, you, you still get that shock factor, that feeling of something new, but then there's that safety that comes with mm. Richard. Mm. That's right. It's That's true. Right. Yeah. It's true. It's still it's still a challenge. Mm. You know, there is a safety, but mm. you know, you're going to you're going to go through something. Yeah. Which, you know, is what you want from theatre, isn't it? Oh mm. yeah, absolutely. And I mean, is it really a carving a nice show if you haven't gone through something? Is it really <laughs> a gay porn show? Yeah. If? <laughs> I mean, because what, what was the last thing you guys put on? Was it um Hamilton Guns Arts Festival? Oh, Escape to Alone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the last time I had Fiona on the show, at least. Yeah, oh. that's right. Mandy. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I love doing that. But yes, yes, it was very definitely carving a nice gay pool yeah, production. Because yeah. yeah. that, that one too, you know, there's this full sense of safety because it's like, oh, you've got these um, lovely women having a tea party and then it's like, jokes, it's chaotic. Mm. <laughs> like, in a positive way, I should say. Um, <laughs> but no, you, you do have a, a definite um, kind of flair for things that aren't what they seem with your shows, Gay. Yeah, it's it's it can be just a little bit too niche, I suppose, sometimes. <laughs> but, but She's easily bored, you know. <laughs> that's okay. I yeah. um, uh, just want to pick up on something David said really early on that he said... It's you know you might think it sounds cerebral and and but it's also got this um, beating heart which is true but it also does if people like the the cerebral it has it, it it's part of a tradition of kind of conceptual more conceptual art if you think about Marcel Duchamp and the ready maids and that whole tradition there's there's a lot to think about from that point of view you know this is not a pipe. But you know, mm. this is an oak tree. Yes. You know, endowing yes. something. Okay. Yeah. It does it in such a fun way. Mm-hmm. You know, you're challenged, but it's yeah. entertaining. Yeah. You're forced to entertain ideas. Yes. As yes. well as be entertained. Absolutely. Mm. I think we've made it sound a bit serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I think you know. Let, let, let's not discount our audience here. If everyone's down for a bit of um, serious theatre, because it's bloody compelling well this show at least i mean i'm i'm still on board and that's the most important thing isn't it (laughs) but um one last question before i jump into uh, upcoming events gay how did you find like how did you pick this show because like obviously the nature of it yeah like have you seen it before no no it was a bit of lockdown lunacy uh, last year. (laughs) Love that for you. Love that. (laughs) And I was thinking, um, you know, if if we ever emerge from this, (laughs) I have to think about doing something that's manageable, that's modest, that isn't too large scale because I was thinking, you know, I can't involve too many people in in the next thing because what if it's cancelled or what do we have to defer it? So it was really coming from there and I kept searching and reading and researching and things and then sort of a little bit accidentally um, I came across it and then once I did, I thought, well, really, there's only one person that I could do this with. Yeah. Yeah. And so it went, kind of went from there and I sort of presented the idea um, to Richard. Yeah. And here we are. And here we are. Oh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you had your moment of lunacy. Yeah. And, and I'm sure... <laughs> we uh, all are. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Everyone is, is in uh, agreement on that. Mm. And uh, now I'm just going to quickly go over some upcoming events in Kirikirua, in no particular order, but I might as well start with an oak tree. Uh, an oak tree by Tim Crouch is running at the Meteor 14th to 18th of June, uh, evening shows, and there's a matinee on the 18th of June too. Uh, tickets can be found at themeteor.co.nz. Multi-buy ticket deal is available. Just read the nice, clear instructions on the ticketing page. And as I always say every week, I will be putting the links up to um, all the stuff we're talking about with the podcast of this episode. So give the That's the Ticket with Hannah Mooney uh, Facebook page a cheeky like so you can stay up to date. Um, elsewhere in the Tron, uh, this week, Clarence Street Theatre have Tom Sainsbury Snapchat Dude coming through on Wednesday, 8th of June, with a one-night-only show at 7.30pm. On uh, a comedy note, uh, back at the Meteor, they have some comedy coming up with James Rocky's Bardong on the 10th of June and Guy Williams' Here Comes Nothing on the 11th of June. 
Uh, over at Rivoli, they have celebrating Matariki on June 18th at 3pm and 7pm, featuring the awesome Dan, Moiki and friends. And then last but by no means least, the Waikato Museum have a Young Astronomers Night on the 8th of June from 7pm. This is a free event and is suitable for children aged 6 to 14 years and their parents. I just thought that was cool. In another life, I could be an astronomer. Not yes. at all. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, especially with Matariki, you know. Yeah, I mean, I prefer talking to stars like yourself <laughs> than looking at them in the sky. <laughs> I see what you did there. Thank you. I'm, I'm here all show. And uh, I've got a couple more songs to play because uh, your, your team didn't let me down, Gay, with the song recommendations. And... Uh, David, you've bought uh, a song called Do You Believe in Magic by The Lovin' Spoonful to the show. Can I ask why you picked it? First line. The first line? Yeah. Do you believe in magic? I mean, I do now when you say it like that. Um, <laughs> and then uh, the, the last song I've got is In Dreams by Roy Orbison. And uh, this was suggested by uh, the one and only Richard Homan, wasn't it? Correct. Mm. Correct. Do you know why? Well, it was it was just a late um, suggestion, but I think, um, well, not specifically, but as soon as I started to mm. play it in my mind, I thought, oh, that's perfect, yeah. because it is the it's the it's the blurriness, isn't it, between real life and dreams, and again, the the show dream, the show dream nightmare. Uh, that's what he first liked about it when I suggested it. He said, oh, actor's nightmare. <laughs> that was his first response. Okay. Yeah. That was his first response and he still said yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess he, he's not the one living his nightmare, is he? <laughs> oh. Also, also, I should just mention there's lots of music. There is music yeah. in oh, the okay. play as well. But of course... Because it's all secret, yeah, yeah. we can't have any of the music oh. play here yes. during this. So, yes. you know, it's all just kind of stuff around the periphery. Right. We <laughs> have kept some secrets. We've kept some yeah. secrets. I've, I've kept one or two, which I believe is a miracle. <laughs> because, you know, I well have done a, that woman. <laughs> I have a radio show, and one of the things I love most doing on That's the Ticket is getting exclusives and hearing about stuff first. And so the fact that I have not spelt any beans is an achievement in my book. But um, an achievement to us all. But um, thanks for joining me the, this week, guys. Really happy to have you on. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's the highlight of my day. Okay. All right. Me too. Well, I mean, the day's almost over, so it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. But um, I've been Hannah Mooney. Uh, we have been talking about an oak tree, and uh, I'll be back next Tuesday with another episode. Matewa, and take care, guys.
colored clown they call the Sandman Tiptoes to my room every night Just to sprinkle stardust and to whisper Go to sleep, everything is all right I close my eyes Then I drift away Episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.